He saves us and gives us His law so that we might experience the joy of God. Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. Hi, today's word is kara. In John chapter 15, verses 10 and 11, we see Jesus here speaking to his disciples in the upper room saying, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Kara here means joy or delight. It's a cognate, a similar word, root system here of the word charis, which means grace in Greek. And the idea is to have an awareness of God's grace or favor that leads to this sort of feeling of joy and delight. Interestingly enough, this would reserve true joy for those who know God's saving grace. This would help explain how joy is different, unique to happiness. You could say joy is a deep abiding brand of happiness that goes far below the surface and transcends bad circumstances and hard times. Joy is expressed in a large spectrum, everything from quiet contentment to extravagant enthusiasm and everything in between, but in either case, it's tethered to something that is unchanging. In its truest sense, joy is found only in knowing God, the only immovable source. In fact, in Galatians 5, verse 22, we're told that joy is a fruit of the indwelling Holy Spirit of God. And so here we see that those who know God's grace, his charis, can have joy or kara. What could this life ever throw at us that would separate us from God's love and take away all that God has so graciously given us and promised us in Christ? The answer is absolutely nothing. These truths then put a smile in our heart, if not on our face as well, despite difficulty. Even in this, Jesus is our model, our example, our forerunner. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 tell us, Let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, and here's the kicker, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus was not what you would call happy in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was not cheerful about all the pain he would feel as he suffered God's wrath. But for joy of what it would accomplish, he was happy to endure the cross and the shame of crucifixion. Jesus may seem serious here, and he may appear serious to you as you read the scriptures, and he may in fact have been very serious, but one thing that he was quite serious about is joy. In our passage in the upper room here, Jesus says that he does all that he is doing, and he's saying all that he's saying so that his joy, the joy that belongs to him, may be theirs as well. He saves us and gives us his law so that we might experience the joy of God. 
In Matthew chapter 25, at the end of a parable, Jesus gives us a glimpse into the welcome that we all hope to hear one fine day at the gates of eternity, and here is that welcome. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. What a fascinating way to describe heaven, or at least our experience in the presence of God, the joy of our master. And in Psalm 116, David writes, In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Do you get the picture God is painting, grasping the point he's making in his word? And that's this, our God is the God of joy. And the joy we know when we are living with an awareness of his undeserved favor, it is his joy that he is sharing with us and growing in us by his Holy Spirit. And so, Christian, do you know joy? Do you enjoy a deep, abiding sense of contentment, even delight at a heart level despite difficulties and struggles? If so, praise God. And may he continue to deepen your understanding and your awareness of his chorus, of his grace in your life. If not, then consider this. Consider how generous God has been to do all that was necessary in order to save you. Consider how he comforts and encourages by filling with his spirit. Meditate on the promises that he has made, reassuring us of eternal life with him. And may we say and sing with the old hymn, How Great Thou Art, when Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation and take me home, what joy will fill my heart. And to think, as joyous as that day will be, that we have access to God by his Spirit because of all that he has done for us, we can live every day until he comes to us or we go to him with that very same joy.